You're listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. This is season 11, episode 12. Our love stretched wider than the sea. Aisha Badru is a singer-songwriter based in New York. The magic of her music lies in distilling an often tangled human experience into simple truths, quieting the inner cacophony of emotions to pave a path toward healing. I found her themes of heartbreak and healing, of reaching beyond personal pain to find hope and resilience, aligned perfectly with this season's theme of art and the urge for transcendence. In our conversation, Aisha discusses how the personal stories of heartbreak and healing, often found in her lyrics, move beyond individual experience and lend themselves to a broader, even universal connection with listeners. Thank you so much for listening. This is my conversation with singer-songwriter Aisha Badri. Aisha, thank you so much for joining me today on the Makers and Mystics podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be having this conversation. Me too, my friend. Well, why don't we start here? Tell us about yourself. I'd love to know about your background and how you came to create this beautiful music that you're making. So I was born in Yonkers, New York. I lived very close to the Bronx, New York City, but I can't claim that I'm part of uh, New York City. But I grew up in New York in a low income community. And for the majority of my younger life, I really wasn't into songwriting or making music. I was very much an academic person. I loved math and science, but towards high school, I started really delving into the other part of me, the deeper, more vulnerable, creative side of me. And, um, I knew that I loved writing music and I really wanted to learn the guitar, but there was that struggle of like, I know my parents are gonna be scared if I start getting into music right before college. (laughs) What are they gonna think that I'm gonna do with my life? But as I was in college for three years, three years into it, I'm like, okay, I'm not happy. I can't sit here in a classroom listening to other people's thoughts. Like there's so much going on inside of me that I feel like I need to tune into and listen to. So I dropped out. And um, my parents were not happy, especially my father, who was a, a college professor, and um, and he's Nigerian. So it was basically like, what are you doing? And um, that be- definitely became a sore spot, especially with me and my father's relationship. But I dropped out anyway, and I told myself I'm going to put out some music. And I spent like an entire summer learning how to play like the most basic chords on the on my acoustic guitar and I was listening to like Taylor Swift just like a lot of kind of like pop or folk music at that time and I wrote my first batch of songs and I put them online and um, a year later Volkswagen picked up Waiting Around which is on that first EP and I'm like okay this is what I'm supposed to be doing because I told <laughs> myself like if nothing happens I'll go back to school and then boom you know one of the biggest opportunities of my life happened like a year in and so I've just been writing music ever since and just sharing my creative side with the world and just my emotional journey. 
Wow, that's amazing. So I have to ask the follow-up question, what does your father think about your music career now? It's so funny because the Volkswagen ad was for South Africa and my dad has since retired and moved back to Nigeria. And I guess one day he was watching TV and he called me and he's like, I just heard your song on a commercial <laughs> here in Nigeria. And he was really yes. proud. And that was just like a full circle moment of like, huge validation, I think, for him of like, okay, she's going to be okay. She's not crazy. Because yes. <laughs> I think yes. for a while he thought I, I was just like, you know, kind of crazy as far as like thinking that this could be a viable career for myself. Yes, I think many parents often do. And that becomes the plight of the artist, right? <laughs> when we're trying to grow in these giftings and these pursuits and these passions that are inside of us. But it probably took a lot of courage for you to make those decisions, huh? Yeah. And honestly, I'm a person, especially now, I have to follow my gut. Like mm -hmm. when I was sitting in that classroom, there was just a physical sensation of like, you cannot sit here. Like I was uncomfortable just sitting there. It just felt like I had become too big for my body that I was trying to like fit in this chair. I was like, no, you need to get out of the chair and you just need to throw yourself into your internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like you're also a pretty self-taught musician. You talked about picking up the guitar. Is that something that is true of your process that you're just figuring it out as you go along or did you have some training? I had very minimal training. When I was in high school, senior year, I did join the guitar club, but very quickly I became the singer. So maybe I learned a couple of chords, but I, didn't, I never performed on the guitar. It was really just like that summer of just, I don't even think I really went out and had friends. I just <laughs> lost myself in my room and just yeah. learned just very basic guitar. Like my songs, even now, I feel like they're very simple in their arrangement. And then I just, I allow myself then to add the complexity and the depth with my lyrics and my tone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm very much self-taught. Yeah. Well, you mentioned your lyrics and that's something that I wanted to get you to speak into a bit because I've read some of your lyrics and I, I love the lyrics that you're writing. They're, they're very emotional. They're very heartfelt. They're very raw and real. Seems like a lot of them deal with relational dynamics and some of the deeper experiences that you go through in life. Talk to me about your lyrics and some of the process behind them. Really, my initial... One of the initial um, reasons of why I wanted to put myself there out there as a musician is because I had gone through a really bad breakup that made me feel like I was nothing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be somebody. Like, I'm going to be successful and my music is going to reach people. And that was kind of just my way of dealing with the worthlessness that I felt, like having to mm. prove that I can do something well. And so, um, yeah, that first EP was a lot of like really raw emotions of coming out of a relationship that just made me feel like I didn't have a lot of value. A lot of my songs early on, especially, were just delving into those themes of like worthlessness or being left or being abandoned. And I think they're all very common themes that we all experience mm -hmm. and um now i would say that I, if you listen to every single ep that i put out 
you can see the evolution of how it started off as like not feeling enough and then going into myself and coming out realizing that I am more than maybe what these relationships made me to believe that I was. Mm-hmm. And now I definitely lean more into having an uplifting message of kind of like embodying the healing that I went through. Like if you listen to my records, that was just me going through my healing journey. I wasn't putting it out necessarily to teach anyone anything. Any little anecdotes that people take out like that's just the wisdom that I found on my own healing journey. Mhm. That's beautiful and you know, art is often a form of therapy both for the artist and it can be as well for the audience and it's interesting how we can write something that is so personal to us. We're just telling you our story. We're telling you our experience. We're relating what we've been through. We're not trying to preach or we're not trying to teach like you said. But the personal somehow becomes the universal. And I find that to be true in your music as I've heard it and I meant to mention this earlier but it's incredible that you know at this point you've had over 135 million streams <laughs> on your music. That's that's incredible especially for such a short time period that you've been doing this but I love how the personal can transfer into the universal just when we're honest with telling our stories yeah I feel the same way and I think it also just speaks to how connected we are because yeah like when I think about how many people listened to my music it's like it's because people are relating to it mm-hmm. you know it's not that I'm saying anything that's like incredibly unique. It's that it's so relatable that people are like I feel this way too and I think that just speaks to the community of being interconnected on this planet and going through similar things. And heartbreak is a huge theme and relationships are a huge theme of you know just being human. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it's taking those painful things and then through the creative process bringing out something redemptive, bringing out something beautiful, bringing out something relatable like you said, turning turning the pain into gold or turning the pain yes. into art, you know, and I'd love to to hear you speak into that a little bit yourself. How for you through your creative process do you turn some of the painful things that you go through that you write about, heartbreak, broken relationships, difficulties? What's that process like for you of turning that into art? When you're going through it it's really hard. Mm. You know, it's a real experience and there's a lot of pain and I think leaning into that pain is the hardest part. Mm. But I think when I leaned into the pain, I was able to as you lean in, you're also kind of zooming out and getting a broader perspective of like, well, this happened for you, not to you. and the way that i know that it happened for me is because well it's helping me to heal something that was already there before the person poked their finger into it mm. and so now i can look back and be really grateful but yeah it's painful in the beginning but then you realize that okay well this has in one part helped me to heal and on and another part it helped me to reach people i mean i've traveled the world i've been on a world tour i've been to so many places in front of so many audiences and if it wasn't for that 
horrible situation that I had initially had been in, I wouldn't have this opportunity to have such a candid conversations all over the world with people who are also trying to heal the same things. Mm -hmm. You know, I love what you said that this didn't happen to me, but it happened for me. And man, that is such resilience in that statement. It's such resilience in that viewpoint that it's kind of saying, you know, I'm not playing the victim here but I'm gonna sing my healing. You know, it's almost like you're, you're singing your way through the pain. You're singing your way through to this, this place of redemption or the, even finding the silver lining in the midst of some difficulties. And uh, I just love what you said, this didn't happen to me, but for me. And then again, in the same way, the personal becomes the universal. Yeah, I mean, I think the personal is the universal and there's, such a beautiful dance going on between individuality and, and community. Mm, come on. I can look back now and see how, if I had been in the same situation with the same person, it wouldn't hurt me in the way that it did five years ago. So that must mean that I needed to have that experience in order to become a more resilient person or in order to have more self-confidence or in order to not take things as personal as I did before. So I am the same person, but having gone through those experiences, I'm able to have a better understanding of who I really am and mm -hmm. letting go of some of those illusions of maybe that I was clinging to before and kind of blaming that person for those illusions that I had, but now kind of owning that, like, no, I already felt insecure before that person broke my heart. You know, I, yeah. I was already an insecure person. And so that's really what I focus on now. It's like, not who's making me feel insecure, but why do I feel insecure in the first place? Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. That's so healthy. It's just like seeing that the incident revealed some things that may have been gone on already. And instead of taking a posture of blaming, it's taking a posture of, of self-reflection, a posture of even personal responsibility of, of walking through that uh, to a place of healing and to a place of restoration. I love that. And it's not easy, definitely. No, I'm sitting here years easier. after yeah. writing yeah. a lot of those songs where I felt I that know. way. But yeah, it's a journey for sure. Yeah, it sounds much easier when we talk about it on the other side of the of the explosion, right? <laughs> we are splintered and we are rotten Deep within the walls that we've forgotten Well, you know, I want to bring something up because this just happened in my life and it ties into what you're talking about and it also ties in to how I found you and just some serendipitous kind of things there. But a few nights ago, my wife and I were watching this television show, The Reluctant Traveler. I don't know if you've seen that one with Eugene Levy, but he was talking about this word sisu, which it's a Finnish word that means extraordinary determination, courage and resoluteness in the face of extreme adversity. And I love that. And, and what you're talking about reminds me of this sisu, this, this extraordinary determination, courage, and resoluteness in the face of extreme adversity. But here's why I bring that word up. Not only does it tie into what we're speaking about today, but after I had never heard that word before until I saw it on that program. And then the next morning, 
I'm driving to take my son to school and my iTunes playlist is just randomly picking songs and it picks up this song. I don't know if you know the artist Josh Garrels, but Josh Garrels has this song called Sisu. I had never heard it before in my life, but it pops up on my playlist. And so that's when I know I need to start paying attention, you know? And so anyway, you can look on my Instagram and, and see I wrote about it. And a lot of people, again, this personal experience I was having really began to resonate with other folks. And the reason I bring that up for you and I, I found your music through a friend of mine who's a choreographer and she was using one of your songs for a dance piece that she put online. And I reached out to you before I found your album titled Transcendence. <laughs> and then after I started researching your music, you know, and everybody listening to the podcast at this point knows that for season 11, we're talking about transcendence, art and the urge for transcendence and how art plays into expressing those, those deeper spiritual drives, those deeper uh, yearnings that we have and so I couldn't not bring that up in our conversation. I'd love for you to talk to me a bit about your album Transcendence and what that means to you. And yeah, maybe even reflect on some of the experience I just brought up. Yeah, I mean, I love when that happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Synchronicity, I think it's called. I love it, yes. Um, but I think for me, Transcendence means having a broader perspective. I think when I first meditated on that word, I thought about that word, it's like, okay, the spiritual experience, we're supposed to ascend and no, we're, we're supposed to be too good for the human experience. You know, like we're just supposed to be up on the mountain meditating all day long. And that was my original perspective of like this healing and spiritual journey that I'm on. Like I'm supposed to transcend out of earth, I guess, into heaven, you know, into nirvana. Um, but as I continue on my journey, I realize that transcendence is more so an inner journey that happens and being able to get the broader perspective, but also remaining very grounded in your human experience and blending the wisdom that you get from that bird's eye view and integrating it into your everyday, sometimes mundane life. So yeah, transcendence for me is just looking at things from beyond face value, looking at things from being that bird perched in the tree and seeing all the parts, because sometimes it's hard to see all the parts when you're up close in it. And so a transcendence, of, it's really a mindset thing. Mm -hmm. Because I'm still here. I'm still Aisha. I'm still going through heartbreak sometimes and fears. And I still have all those things that make me very human. But I'm able to process them differently because I've had those moments where I can see myself in, in a larger picture, in a zoomed mm -hmm. out frame. And yeah, transcendence is just about seeing things from a different perspective yes. and understanding that the things that happen to you are not always as they seem. You know, if you break up with someone, you may think that that's the person who you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life. But then if you zoom out, you might see that that person is just there to teach you something, to prepare you to be ready for an even more fulfilling relationship. Yeah. And so to me, that's what transcendence is. It's being able to still be having these fluctuating human emotions and experiences, 
but being able to be more centered because you know that everything has a purpose and it's all part of the journey. That's beautiful. Where is an area in your life now where you feel like you're experiencing some of that? You, you mentioned seeing like the bird perched on the branch, you know, where are some areas in your life where you feel like you're experiencing that now, or maybe even where, what's inspiring you? Maybe that's another way to ask it. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I've been working on an EP that I'm getting ready to put out June 2nd. And as I was working on it, I had originally been working with my producer that I'd worked with for basically all of my previous records. But I knew going into this new record that I needed to work with other creatives, just kind of not end our relationship, but just explore other um, creative avenues. But I kind of ignored that. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll work with other people on the next one. And so I reached out to him and he was all down to work on it. And so as we started, something happened and he just was not able to work on it. And it just made me feel like, I don't know what to do. Like, what? how am I going to come up with five new songs? We had already been working on some new music. And it pushed me to reach out to other creatives. It pushed me to do exactly <laughs> what I knew I needed to do. Um, but if I was to be zoomed in, it felt like this is not working for me. How can he not write back to me? How is this not going to work? But then zooming out, it's like I really needed to reach out and put myself in a vulnerable position to work with some new people when it comes to music. And that's something I had been struggling with because I'm a very reclusive person, honestly. And it just <laughs> felt more comfortable to work with the same producer. <laughs> so on this new EP that I have coming out, I work with four different producers. Wow. Um, and so that was a moment definitely where it was like, if I was that bird perched on the tree, the bird would just be like, you know, you're, you're meant to work with other people. So just like let go of that other relationship and open yourself up to these new artistic endeavors. Wow, that's so good, that's so good. You have to let go and open yourself up to some new experiences. And what I hear you saying through this whole conversation is that, you know, pain and disappointment even can be the catalyst to new life. And, and sometimes the difficulties that we face can open us up to new experiences that we wouldn't have had otherwise. And that's, of course, we don't wanna go through those things, but it's beautiful, the redemptive nature of that. And even how you were saying, you know, you're comfortable working with these producers, these people that you've known before. And I think that's such a important part of the creative process. We're all creatures of habit. You know, we like what we like, we like our comfort zones, but sometimes, creativity requires us to step into the unknown. And I was talking recently on the podcast to Bree Stoner, who I think she's another New York singer songwriter, but we were talking about stepping out into the unknown and how sometimes it can be energizing because it, it releases this curiosity. Oh, what am I gonna discover? And then on the other side of it, it could be terrifying because we're like, I have no idea what's out there, you know? <laughs> so I'm curious for you, what is that experience like? How do you nurture yourself to step out into the unknown in your creative process? 
definitely is hard. <laughs> it was very hard. Um, because, yeah, I think that's so true. I mean, you want to have new experiences, but then you don't know what those experiences are going to be. And so you're like, I don't know. You know, it would be great if you can have like a magic ball and know what's going <laughs> to exactly. be there. But we yes. don't. And so, I mean, I think I'm just like everybody else. I'm scared before I take a chance or take a risk. You know, I have a lot of fears, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of like not knowing if I'm going to make the right decision or not or how it's going to turn out. But then you just got to do it scared. You just have to do it scared. Do it scared. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And so that's <laughs> kind of something that I've been embracing. It's like, just do it scared because you never know either way. And I rather not wonder if it would have been something beautiful. Yes. You know, if I had given it a shot. So I'm really happy with this new EP because I took that risk of putting myself out there and collaborating with new artists. And it was exactly like you said it was very energizing and it kind of made me feel inspired to try some new sounds and try some new things so i'm happy that i did take the risk but definitely is scary beforehand yes well i can't wait to hear it i can't wait to hear it i've loved everything you've put out so far so Well, I want to ask you one last question. And you mentioned that you have this new EP coming out. And so I'm excited for that. But what's next for you creatively? What's next for you? Are you going on tour? Where can we keep up with what's happening in your life? So yeah, I have an EP coming out called Learning to Love Again. And I am working on some new music as well after that. And I can't plan my life out too far ahead because <laughs> I very much go with my feelings. And, mm -hmm. and I definitely have been feeling that I want to explore other parts of myself. Mm -hmm. and, and I just think with, with art and when you combine it with making it a career, then th there comes obligation mm -hmm. and that can kind of stifle creativity. And so I'm trying to find the balance between writing because I feel inspired to write and writing because I have an obligation to write. Mm -hmm. And so I can't say what is in the future as far as musicals, but I will say that I'm going to continue to live life and I'm going to continue to have amazing experiences and deep experiences on this planet. And I likely will write about them, <laughs> but I can't say what is in the future. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's an unfair question. I totally get it. You did bring up a point that made me want to ask you this before we go. And that is writing as obligation for the career as opposed to writing as an overflow of inspiration. Now that you are blossoming into this career in music, what are some practices that you have to keep that creative flow happening in your life? And at the same time, not losing touch with that center as you have to respond to the demands of a career? It's definitely a challenge. I mean, I think I'm in the thick of it now of trying to find that balance. Um, yeah. One thing that's really helpful for me is like turning off all social media, like deleting it from my app, because then <laughs> work is also tied into that. Like engaging with your following community is basically yes. working 24 seven. You know, if you really yes. think about it, you're thinking about what can I say that might be interesting to my following or what can exactly. I do? And so I definitely need time to be who I am and who I am. 
outside of the career is like, I'm a reclusive person. I like going out. I like being outside. I like being outdoors. I like communicating with people in person. I like having experiences in person. And so I'm really just trying to find distance between constantly needing to update people about my career and my life and what I'm doing, because then I can't live life and do what people like <laughs> that I do, which is write music. You know, yes. it's a very weird dance, I would say, that you have to try to find your footing in of yes. sharing, but also having time to experience, to have something to share. It's so true. It's so true. And it's it's encouraging for me to hear you express that as well, because I know sometimes even for my platform, thinking of how someone will respond to this or thinking of what something inspiring I can contribute those are beautiful motivations, but sometimes they can also create anxiety if we're not careful, you know? And that's a good point. Cause lately I've been extremely anxious trying to figure all of it out. Like how do you keep people engaged? How do you keep people wanting to listen to your music? And that's where it becomes very tactical and it becomes very strategic and that can take you out of your creative mind. Yes. And so I've just been saying no when I need to say no. Mm -hmm. And saying yes only when it feels good. That's my. Yes. That's how I'm going to live moving forward because I do this because I feel like it's something I'm meant to do mm -hmm. because I want to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be something I'm meant to do because I'm here to do it. I don't. There's yeah. a very there's a distinction between that. Like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm meant to do it as long as I want to do it. Yes. And if I ever feel like I have to do it. Mm -hmm then I don't know if that's the right path for me. So yeah. I'm just going to continue to say no when I need to say no. I think sometimes we're afraid to set boundaries because we think people are going to forget about us if we do. And I just feel like that's an unhealthy relationship that we all kind of have with social media, that people are going to forget us. Yeah, that's so good. Just say no. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, you know, obviously I'm a very spiritual person because we're here having this conversation. That's right. And I just feel like if it's for you, nothing can stop you from it. Nothing can mm -hmm. block you from it. So if you say no to something that doesn't feel right, then maybe that's just not the path that you were meant to go. Doesn't mean yeah. that you're going to lose every opportunity, um, you know, going forward. It just means yes. that your path is going to be designed for you. Yes. You know? It's so beautiful. Yes. It, there's a scripture that comes to mind that always gives me encouragement in this. And it just, and it just says, if God be for us, who can stand against us? You know, exactly. and so Aisha, <laughs> many blessings on you. This has been an incredible conversation. I love your work. I love getting to know who you are as an artist, as a thinker, as a fellow sojourner on this, this path of creativity and following the spirit. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for spending this time with me today on Makers and Mystics. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much for listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. This episode was produced by me, Stephen Roach. Be sure to see the show notes of this episode for links to Aisha's music and to join the Makers and Mystics Creative Collective. As a patron of the podcast, you'll get access to exclusive interview segments as well as online events with other like-minded creatives. As always, my friends, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Until then, keep creating. The world needs your art. Fears are waning The 